Well, it's a new month, isn't it? February is among us, and as we try to do around here with the different months, we try to change the look of things, and this is the blue month, if you haven't noticed. Don't you like the blue? I love the blue. And blue represents something. It represents love, right? No, it doesn't really. We just like blue. But anyway, for those of you guys um, that know that it's Valentine's Day month, this is my one and only reminder, okay? So tonight's February 6th. Those of you that are married or those of you that have a relationship or significant other, don't forget. That's all I'm going to say. Just don't forget. Valentine's Day is coming. Do something, right? All right, that's it. Tonight, we're going to take a look at Scripture, and we're going to start walking down a road together of talking about this concept of love. We're going to start talking about what God says about love, and we're going to talk about what the world says about love. Um, Love is one of these topics that when we start talking about it, on the surface, it seems really happy, right? It seems really like, oh, love is so great. But if we're honest with ourselves tonight, love for many of us, has been somewhat of a tainted experience. If I were to say, how many of you guys have been through a relationship that's ended badly in this room, there would be almost every hand in the room. If I were to say, how many of you have ever been through something that has hurt you in the name of love, there would be a lot of you that would resonate with that. Matter of fact, if I were to be so bold as to say, how many of you have ever been told, I love you by someone but you knew They didn't really mean it. A lot of our hearts right now would start beating really fast because we'd start thinking back to the times in our life where we heard those words, I love you, but we really knew that it wasn't true. One of the things that really ticks me off about life in general and about the world that we live in is everywhere I look, I see counterfeits. Everywhere I look, I see fake things. Everywhere I look, I see things that don't appear as they really are. I see wannabes. I see so many things that, that when you think you know what you're getting, you go to touch it and it just disappears and it's not really what you thought it was going to be. And I find that that's how it is with love. I find that when, when you throw the word love out there, there's a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of ideas that aren't really true. They're not solid. They're not really the thing that I believe that God and Scripture wants us to understand about it. Because every single one of us in this room tonight, we want real love. There isn't a single person here tonight that doesn't need real love. That doesn't, at our core, at our deepest, most deep place inside of us, desire more than anything to be loved. And to know what that real love really is right? It's all of us. It's what connects us. And so as we look at scripture tonight, I want us to come from the standpoint of God, if my head is tweaked when it comes to what love really is, then will you fix it? And God, if I have a misconception or a misunderstanding of how love is really supposed to look or how it's supposed to operate in my life, Lord, will you come in and do the work that only you can do? Can you tweak it? Can you fix it? Can you do what you want me to do. I want us to pray together before we go into the scripture because this is something that when we come to this place, it can be really heavy. 
but it doesn't have to be daunting. It doesn't have to be so heavy that we think, oh, I just, I can't get through this. With God's help, we can get through this, and God can show us what love really is. So let's pray together. Lord, tonight, I just ask that, God, that every single one of us in this place would come to your word humbly, and, God, we would come with openness, and, God, we would just lay down whatever weapon we may have in our hands. God, we would let you talk to us about love tonight. We want to know what it is, God. Amen. All right, look with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Everybody breathe. Say, <sighs> you all right? Okay. No? Good. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Paul the Apostle is talking here to a church. He was writing a letter to a city, and in this city, the city is called Corinth, he's writing a letter to the church in Corinth. Back in those days, all of the Christians, they all believed and congregated and did, did things the same, similar way. And so when he wrote a letter to the church, they all felt like it related to them. Kind of an interesting idea, but anyway, he's writing to them about their way of doing religion or church and their church services and all the different things. And so he starts off in verse one, he says, if I could speak in any language in heaven or on earth, but I didn't love others, I would only be making meaningless noise like a loud gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I knew all the mysteries of the future and knew everything about everything, but didn't love others, what good would it be? And if I had the gift of faith so that I could speak to a mountain and make it move without love, I would be no good to anybody. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would be of no value whatsoever. Check this out. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable and it keeps no record of when it has been wronged. It is never glad about injustice, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures every circumstance. Verse 13 says, There are three things that will endure. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. See, when we read that, when we read that description, there are so many things listed on this list that if you and I in our minds would think about love and our relationships and the way that we treat or have been treated by others, there's not very many of those words that would describe what we think of, is there? Patient, kind, never keeps record of wrongs. Hello? Anybody here ever keep record? No, don't raise your hand. You think about the things that it says. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable. I'm done <laughs> right there. If, if it goes about thinking about the other things, it never gives up. It never loses faith. It always endures. How many times have we felt like quitting? 
There's a lot of things that are used to describe love. And when we come back to this, and then we contrast it with what our ideas of love are or have been, sometimes they don't, they don't mesh. They don't, they don't add up. But this is what God wants us to look at. This is what God wants us to think of when we think of love. See, there's a lot of people that if I were to say, what is love? They would instantly go to action. They would say, well, love is when I do kind things for somebody. Or they would say, love is when I, whatever it is that they, they think that love is doing in that moment. And it's a true statement. Love demonstrates itself through action. But love in and of itself isn't just doing something nice for somebody, right? And then on the other side, there's people who'd say, what is love? And they would instantly say, well, it's a warm, fuzzy feeling. Warm is something that I feel towards somebody else. It's an emotion. It's something that, that when something happens, I respond emotionally and that's how I love or that's how I know that I love. See, love is hard to describe. That's why there's so many words here used. Love is hard for you and me to wrap our minds around and to be able to pinpoint and say, ah, this is love. It takes a lot for us to fully grasp it. It takes a lot for us to fully give ourselves to it. And tonight, I believe that God is going to open up some things in simplicity for us. See, I think that it's no accident that it says right here that there are three things that endure. Faith, hope, and love. See, on the surface, all three of these things can only be given to us by God. I, in myself, cannot demonstrate faith. I, in and of myself, do not have the capacity to create hope. I, in and of myself, do not love. But when God comes into my life and God comes into your life, he begins by faith. And he says, Jason, I'm going to fill you with something that is not from you. It's from me. And everything stems from this faith relationship. And then he fills me up with hope and he says, and I'm going to take it a step further and I'm going to fill you with hope that even though your circumstances are a mess right now, because of this relationship and this dynamic, I will infuse you with hope. And last, Jason, when I get done giving you that faith to believe in me and filling you with hope that something better can happen, the last deal is I am going to put my love inside of you and you are never going to be the same. And then I begin to realize that God is the author of love, that God is the one that does this love thing inside of me. Let's look at another scripture in 1 John. In 1 John chapter 4. For those of you that like to take things a step further, this next week I would, I would highly, highly encourage you to sit down in one sitting. It'll only take you 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops, to sit down in one sitting and read the entire letter of 1 John. Just read it start to finish and see what God says to you. We don't have time to do that tonight, but we're going to pull out a portion of it starting in chapter 4 and verse 7. He says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. And anyone who loves is born of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, 
For God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. It is not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, then God lives in us, and his love has been brought to full expression through us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and we now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world and all who proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in him. Would you say these last words together with me? God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. Say it again. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. This is an amazing snippet of Scripture. Do you realize that what God is saying about this concept of love and about where we start in life when it comes to love and understanding how we interact with it and how we function with it. God says an amazing thing. He says, God's full expression is in us. Read it with me. His love is brought to full expression through us. So when we say that God is love, and we think of the concept of love, and we think of all the things that that connotates in our mind, and we think of all the scenarios that would run through this place and all the examples in our life of what we think love is, and then we contrast it with this statement that says that God has brought the full expression of his love through us. Think of the depth of that. Think of the strength in that statement. Think of how powerful God wants to be in you and me. That his full expression, you think about how broad that is. Do you get what a full expression of something is? If I were to say, have you, have you ever met somebody before? And you say, oh yeah, I know somebody. I mean, pick anybody. If you were to say me, if you say, did you know Jason? You're like, oh yeah, I know, I know Jason. But to really know me, you got to know me more than just right here. Trust me. I'm on my best behavior right here. This is not as good as it gets. I mean, this is as good as it gets. To really know me, to get the full expression of who I am as a person, we've got to go to work together. We've got to go home after work when I'm tired and grumpy. We've got to wake up in the morning when I haven't had a cup of coffee. We've got to go together when somebody calls me on the phone and needs a ride the other night because they got kicked out of the homeless shelter and their stuff's getting wet. We've got to go through all kinds of stuff together in life to be able to really have the full expression of our relationship. And for God to say, love, God is love, and his full expression is brought through us. Two thoughts come to my mind. 
One, what a great trust that God has to bring forth his expression through us. The second one is, holy crap, that is scary stuff right there. For God to express his love through me, for God to express his love through you, and yet that's the beauty of the cross. That's the beauty of the dynamic of God come to us. God wants to bring his full expression through us. See, it really breaks down to this. God is love. God is in us. And when we show God, we show love. Or to say it another way, God is love. God is in us. And when we show love, we show God. Think about those words. Think about the trust. Think about the joy that can be found when God comes alive through us. I had a conversation with somebody this last week, and we were talking. He was a, he was a pastor of another church, and we were just talking about um, what it is to feel called to a certain group of people. And he was talking some great, great things that he's observed. Many of you know that we have another church that meets here in this building on Friday nights and on Sunday afternoons. They're called Victory Outreach. And they have a, just a passion for reaching out to people that are in the gangs and in the community of, of, of the gangs and right around here in Lodi. And they've got a very specific calling to go after a certain people group that is dealing with a certain segment of life. And this pastor and I were talking about how there are certain times when God just kind of focuses your eye on a certain situation or on a certain group of people because he wants you to relate to them and connect with them in a really special way. But we started talking a little deeper about the fact that, you know, our group here is made up of a lot of different types of people when it comes to ethnic background, when it comes to economic background, when it comes to where our experiences in life are and all different types of things. And we got to the place in our conversation where we were basically saying, love makes you blind to what you see in somebody else or where they come from. Love makes you just love. And it doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what the color of their skin is. It doesn't matter what they, the language they speak. Love makes you see past anything on the surface and love. It's a beautiful thing when God can captivate our heart and he can zero us in. You see, in this scripture, we read that God sent his son to the world. We read in here, and it's throughout, throughout all of scripture, we read that God loved us so much that he sent his son for us. You see, God was the very first missionary that ever lived. God loved so much that he sent and he went and he came for us because he had a heart to relate. He had a heart to connect. And those of us here tonight that have been the recipients of that love, that have been the recipients of that understanding of that grace, we are grateful. We're full of gratitude because of what we know that God did for us and how God has come for us. We are recipients of 
a grace that we did not deserve, a mercy that we did not deserve, and a love that we can't even understand. I want to show you a video that um, we just saw last night. A few, few Saturday nights ago, we had Dave and Caesar, which are a couple of the directors of a ministry called the Unity Project here in town, and, and we consider ourselves to be partners with this, this ministry. We support them, and we are with them in their endeavors and the different things that they're doing. And last night they had a crab feed. It was a fundraiser, and um, it was really, really fun. And I don't need any more crab for like another year because I got my fill. But we were there, and we were enjoying the dinner, and they showed a video that was just a snippet of their heart and of what they feel that God is calling them to do. And it goes hand in glove with us here at Gravity Church. It goes hand in glove with our feeling and our calling and our missionary heart. But I just thought that that video gave such a vivid, real-life example of who we are and what we're doing and what God is doing through us. You see, the full expression of God's love through us to Stephanie is not to bring her to church. It's to take her to a place to where she can take a shower and get some clean clothes. The full expression of God's love through you and through me to the people that we work with, it isn't sometimes for us to quote a scripture to them. It's to find out what is going on in their life and to meet that simple need and let Jesus touch them through you. The love of God, the love of God, the biggest thing I know, the most real thing I know, the love of God wants to be demonstrated through your life. It wants to come out of me. It wants to touch people. And it needs to see past what they look like. It needs to see past how they, how they function in society. It needs to look past any hang-ups. And let the love do what the love desires to do. We're going to come tonight and we're going to, we're going to take a moment to be with Jesus in a really personal way. We're going to come. There's little black tables. There's some up here of bread and of juice. And in our faith, followers of Christ, we believe that in Scripture it says that when you come together like this, in a group of people that you need to incorporate into the gathering the remembrance of the grace of Jesus and how he died on the cross for our sins. And so we take this bread and we dip it in the juice and though it's nothing magical about it, Jesus says that it represents him dying for us and him shedding his innocent blood for us. And then when we look at that bread, we should think of him dying. And when we look at that juice, we should think of his innocence shed for us. And then we should be full of gratitude and thankfulness because of what he did for a sinner like me. And then we take it and we eat it and we give thanks to God. It's personal, it's intimate. And tonight as we come, 
I hope that, that you're going to take this moment to process what God has been talking to you about tonight. We're just starting to scratch the surface of love. And next week we're going to go deeper about some of the characteristics of love and how God wants us to know it and to operate and to be. So would you come? Brian's going to bless us with a song that he wrote. Come and take this moment with Jesus tonight.